Sentire Media. All right, hot mic, heat him up. Thank you so much for downloading our podcast from Italy. My name is Jason. Sitting across from me is Ashley. Together we run, own, and operate La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo cooking school in a little slice of heaven nestled in the foothills of the Apiani Mountains. Ciao tutti. It is the 2nd of April, Pasquetta, Luna di Pasqua, Little Easter, Saint Someone's Day. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> Another holiday here in Italy, Easter Monday. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a lot of holidays. Not a lot was going on last week, and I was trying to get a lot of work done. We had um, something Wednesday. Well, it just makes grocery shopping difficult because you've got Good Friday, which uh, you got to prepare for. Then you've got Saturday, which is the only day that's like a full shopping day in that sense. Then you've got Sunday for Easter, which most likely you're hosting people. S- Monday as well, you've got to get food for. So it's a... It's a serious shopping weekend that Jason went through, so he's been preparing food all week. (laughs) Yesterday was Easter, and we had a lovely time. Um, Today is Little Easter, and we're going to take it easy, and we have guests showing up um, on Wednesday, so it's time to kind of get back to work. Today is not a day off for us. No. Um, What? What? Oh, something. (laughs) So the the saying goes that um, Easter is for your family and Pasquetta or Little Easter uh, or Luna di Pasqua is you go out with your friends. Um, And um, that sounds like... The, the, going out, the, going out, and having another day of eating does not sound like. Oh my gosh, it just gets do. nonstop. So, <laughs> I've been hooked on bacala a lot this year, and um, so Jason hooked me up with a bunch of bacala in two different ways this weekend, which was great. For but fr- yeah, for Friday, for Friday, and uh, then also for Easter, and then today we're having lamb and artichoke. So it's just it, even though if we're laying low, we're still eating well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some of the things that, that come around, it, it never ends. The, I've gotten hooked this year on Colomba. Which is whack. But No, it's whack because um, we got you <laughs> gifts me the really cheapy ones. Colomba, uh, Colomba is a dove. Uh-huh. And the, a Colomba, is, what I'm talking about, is an Easter, a sweet Easter bread. Similar in texture to panettone, except without the same can- – oh, If you, it's not the same as panettone. But, but it's, it's similar. pretty similar. Um, this does not have as many different candied fruits in it, and it's got an icing on top and almonds. And, and it's, it's supposedly shaped like a dove. And it's supposedly shaped like a dove. Um, you can get the really crappy version all the way up to like an expensive artisanal version and then Gaji keeps bringing over the crappy versions, and I keep eating them. Well, I know. I was home. I was uh, back in Seattle for a week, and I wasn't home, and Jason destroyed one. Um, <laughs> Gaji brings it over, and then he coyly, like, oh, Jason wants, goes to put it away, and Gaji's like, well, why don't we open it? And then he's like, do you want some? No, not really. He starts to make coffee, turns around. Gaji's got it ripped open. It's like he wants to have someone to share his guilty pleasure with. Um, I went to his house. He's got a dozen of them stacked up in the I think what he does is he goes to like the um, Eurospin or like the discount. I think they're gifts from patients too. All of the same type though. Oh no, they're never all mind. the same type. No, um, I, he does get now what he does get gifts from patients from it. Um, that is that is of high quality. It is delicious. It's the creche. Oh, now we're talking. Okay, so in our area they have creche de Pasqua. 
Um, you can get Crusher Brusca or Crusher Dolce. Mm-hmm. The Brusca version is an egg and cheese type bread that's tall and airy and yellow. Oh, uh, there's, a, um, there's a picture of it on. Um, the yeah, blog. I was on. I, I posted a bunch of stuff on Facebook about it for Easter. It is so good when it's homemade and with uh, and it's expensive in that sense there's a lot well, of eggs a ton of cheese yeah. and then when it's got a bunch of cracked pepper in it i love the really ritzy families put the hunks of cheese in it oh nice um, so the, that's the brusca version the, the the savory version and you eat that with sliced meats and and that kind of stuff and then there's uh crushy dolce which is again a sweet bread with i think it's it's more – the texture isn't as light in areas like the it's panettone and the – more col- like a humongous colomba. biscuit cake. Like it's really big. It kind of has a crumble to it. It's not the same kind of cakey consistency or are we just getting it so dried out from gachi? <laughs> um, no, I, I just – I think it's one of those things that you make and get and it, it lasts the week. Oh, it's – these are to dip in wine or vichole, the cherry liquor. Or in coffee. Or coffee. Um, they also – all of them have candied fruit and raisins and, and that kind of stuff. The They're, sweet ones, the yeah. The sweet ones. They're really into the candied fruit. But I don't know if we've just been here so long or – Oh, now get, I crave it. I'm starting to get it. Like the candied fruit when we first arrived was, I would pick it out of everything. Oh, I know. And now I love it. The Oh my gosh. So this, the crochet kind of dried out until, first of all, no one toasts these. They think we're insane. Jason will put it in a hot pan and there's so much butter in it. <laughs> no, there's no butter. It's lard. Baby. Oh, it's lard. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there's so much lard. It's lard, baby. It's lard. Um, it just kind of crisps and toasts up nice but god was like what are you doing i would never toast that it's like oh my also gosh. the colomba or the pan uh in in the pan because that's, a, that's that what I mean. does have butter in mm-hmm. it. that's really good um so yeah lots of eating lots of eating around easter um oh my gosh i forgot to mention too we got the hook up with the butcher in piobico and he made us our very own customizata personalizata mortadella <laughs> Let's talk Ashley a little calls bit. Ashley calls it a little baby. <laughs> my, my baby. My baby. Um, he, uh, <laughs> How big is it? It's not it's four the, kilos. It's not the giant like it's not the giant ones that you see um, in photos where it's on a table and it's like no. two meters long and it's half that, a meter now wide. that would just be ridiculous. Um, this is a little baby one, and um, he's why this is such a big deal is we don't live in the area where mortadella is made traditionally homemade. We, of course, you can find it at any grocery store. It's a staple of, you know, a, a sandwich. But it's uh, not homemade. It's not. No. You don't, can't go to the butcher or you can't go to like a Fushiani guy and say, "I, I want a, a more." So he made. He's getting into it and he made us one with the local pigs from here. So it's like it makes it even that much better in that sense too. That it's it's so. Because mortadella can kind of be a guilty pleasure for me because it's like, uh, but it's so good. But what's really in it? Well, I never really knew and the consistency feels weird in that sense. But having it homemade and knowing the pigs are right here and it's just a different grind. It's like it all is fine. Yeah. And so he added – there's the um, kind of pieces of fat – the, lard, then, the, the, the pieces of fat from the back and uh-huh. the peppercorns. And I asked him to add in the pistachios because I love it with the pistachios. And he said, of course, pistachios are in the original recipe, but the peel case, they don't go for the pistachios. When we're like, let's go originale, baby. And this thing is so good. Thinly sliced, 
Gets you right in the back I had of the to, mouth. I had to zip it up. I had to um, vacuum seal it because it was like, all right, we got to stop hitting. This is this is getting ridiculous. And when I got home from Seattle for being gone for a week, Jason was like, you've mentioned mortadella a lot. I was like, I'm looking to hit that. <laughs> Bring out the baby and the creche. Uh, <laughs> with the arrival of Easter, we were promised um, from the Colonel. The Colonel is the uh, on the national news. He's the guy who gets up there, and I call him the Colonel because he gets up in his uh, military uniform with all the things on the, the lapel. And, all the stars and stripes. Yeah, and uh, lies to your face about what the weather will be. So we were promised with... Um, with Annabelle, they love to name the weather systems. First, Burian came down. From, Burian was a bitch. Yeah, Burian sucked. And then we were supposed to have Burian being replaced by Annabelle. And um, that didn't really... It was supposed Annabelle to... is our Hannibal, is the like warm winds that we seem to get. The Scirocco, as uh-huh. they call it, from the... Afri- when the winds come from the south, from Africa, they call it the, the Scirocco. Or the, and now Hannibal. And now they've named it Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. I don't know why they named it Hannibal. I don't know either. But um, one thing the Italians are not good is predicting weather when the air is turbulent. When the unstable? air is unstable. And what was supposed to be sunny skies and drying out of fields and um, spring-like conditions has turned into... Two days of rain? Two days of rain. <laughs> we Yesterday we had snow, hail, thunderstorm, and then beautiful weather all in the same day. So it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's just typical spring, but I would love for them to be able to, with some accuracy, predict weather because I need to get my, I need to get my garden turned and... Um, I'm start. I'm trying to call people, call people with tractors to come over and turn my garden. And it's like, oh, here's a chunk of sunny, dry, southerly winds to dry out the the uh, the 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 land. The land. And no, in fact, wah, wah, wah. it's rain. It's it's all wet again. <laughs> it's all wet again. But I don't need a tractor. I don't need one. I don't need one. I no, keep, just borrow one. Just no, keep borrowing. See, this this is hysterical. I do need a tractor. I need a tractor because it seems like I'm always trying to find someone with a tractor, which leads me to believe that we have use for a tractor. You you still you're back on the Kubota. Yeah, I never left it. <laughs> I never left her. I never left her. So uh, we're behind in spring. We are, you know how Facebook shows you those. Uh, three years ago today, you were. Uh, we it don't s- look like that. No, we. I saw one of those the other day. It was like two years ago today. Shit looked like it was spring. Uh-huh. It's- no, it's behind the um, with the snow and the burian. It just brought that cold air. And so it's good that it, we weren't progressed too far into the season. And like last year, lost all of our fruits um yeah we got the warm weather and then a freeze and then the spring finally came where this year it's just been it wasn't a very um hard winter it's just been long i think it started late too yeah it was nicer in, mm-hmm. the, in the late in the early winter mm-hmm. um so we're behind um none of the trees ha- have really they're starting as you go towards the coast the trees are starting to blossom um it's not happening here we're waiting well, uh, who's not waiting is Gaji. He's chomping at the bit. He has been kind of MIA because of this cold weather we've had and rainy and snowy and all of that. But now that we had a, we had a few days of sun, he was ready to go. And of course, in classic Gaji mode, no plan, just let's start something. <laughs> well, we need to redo the chicken coop this year because we used eight years ago when we built it. We just used found wood. Like, oh, there's the 
um, cabinet, co- the cabinet door. Let's use that. And here's a, the end of a bed, you know, the wood from a bed that we don't need anymore. So, uh, you know, after eight years, I think we got our money's, our money's <laughs> worth of uh, uh, zero out of it. My plan was to burn it down. Yeah, I want to redo the whole thing. And redo the whole thing. Gaji's uh, plan? Gaji's plan is to just kind of leave it until she crumbles. Like, there's a family of mice living in there. Oh, my God. And who knows what bugs. Like, it is time to take it down. I couldn't believe going out there. And he was just adding to it. I was like, why is anything being put up? This is the time to take it all down. Well, the wood's, wood's like, disintegrating because yeah. it's not, like... It's not hardwood that are meant no. to be outside. So it would we could use a total red tag shutdown, tear it down, start it again. I think again. so. And, um, I've seen some really cute ones on Williams-Sonoma. Get the hell out of <laughs> here. That's another thing. That is you so ridiculous. <laughs> these, next time you see one of these ridiculous chicken coops where it's like, that chicken coop's 1,800 euros. Totally. Um, it looks like a goddamn chicken palace. Chicken, Listen, seriously, chickens don't need that. They need a box, a perch. Somewhere that's easy to clean up and preferably not in wood, in cement because we get mites. The mites will go in, lay eggs in the wood, in the cracks and crevices of the wood, come out at night and bite the bite all the um the, like, the chickens they'll bite the, suck their suck blood. their blood so there's a lot of different remedies for this you can use um uh what's it called calche um Chalk. Chalk. Uh, you can also use crushed up sh- shells. You can use pesticides, of course. There's a lot of different. And it's not a big deal. But um, when you walk in there, when you walk out, it kind of feels like you got them all crawling over your skin. Sometimes I don't like you it. do. It's gross. When, that's why you have to, yeah, keep it clean. They're not hard, but exactly. And the other funny thing about those William Sonoma ones is, uh, P.S. They're still going to poop all over the place. Oh yeah, they're just going <laughs> to shit like, up your. Oh, this one looks so nice. They won't poop in here. Yeah, they're Please. chickens. Anyway, so, I don't know yeah. how we got off that. Gaji, Gaji. But I want to redo it, and I'm going to just have to tear it down. And when he's not here, when he's not here, he wanted to just put up some siding on it or something. It was like what? We'll just cover cover up the um, cover, cover up. Just whatever's then in the walls will die. Oh my god. <laughs> God. No, let's <laughs> start over. Um, right now, um, the early spring, uh, the, the fields are fur, full of Herbe de Campo, the um, wild, greens. wild greens. And you can walk into my garden or really a lot of old ladies walking around with bags in, in the middle of open fields. Or on the side of the road. Or on the side of the road. Uh, if you go up into the hills into, towards Monte Neroni, you can find wild asparagus at this time of year, which is really nice. I've seen it in the shops. I don't know. I'm not as good as finding the wild asparagus. We get a ton of different um, Radicchios. Wild, wild greens in, our, in mm-hmm. our valley here. So there's plenty of it. It makes for a great salad. I love it. Mm, no, I usually cook them. No, I'm thinking of some of the radicchios and like the dandelion. Some of those are nice. If they're really young and mm-hmm. you pick through them really well, you can make a salad of them. But it's it's good to pair it with something fatty so because they're kind of bitter. Ooh, or the um, uh, ortica, the um, That's later. nettle. The nettle's later. Not too much later because you want to do it when it's still yeah, so young. Um, we had we would th- like to thank the boar or the um, porcupines. Someone did it. Someone came along and dug up all of our tulips and ate every them. single one in between the rosemary plants. All d- oh man, didn't touch the rosemary plant. Very no, delicate. <laughs> um, took all the ate all the bulbs. Every bulb. So another. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> 
but that just means time to plant new ones for next year, I guess. It's too late for this year, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Truffle Hunters, we've seen the return of the cars parked along the, mm-hmm. the Candeliano, and, um, which means that there's, there's gold in them hails. Well, that's what the talk was, too. If we have a warm spring that the snow and the cold uh, weather we had is really good for the truffles, and let's see what we got. We, there's Bianchello's. Uh, what's a Bianchello? A Bianchello is a uh, early spring um, truffle that is white. It looks kind of whitish. Not, it's not. It doesn't look exactly like the white ones. They kind of have a sometimes a pinky mm-hmm. fingers through them. Um, not as fragrant nearly as the white ones of autumn, but more rare, I think. Are you sure? But well, just to, I think the temperature. I think they're rare in the fact that you have to have. That's what I mean too. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't but be we that have a table, rare. We have a yeah, <laughs> like they can't be that rare because the uh, yesterday after uh, yesterday before lunch the um, the truffle guy with uh, with some friends came. Alessandro Rossi. Yeah, he came by and um, they stopped just to say hello. They were walking down before lunch, and he left me. Uh, I don't know, a piece of a newspaper with a big handful. So they, so they can't be that rare. They don't have much smell, and because it's been so wet, they're a little on the squishy side. They're a little mm-hmm. like... Um, well, and it's hard because you're supposed to shave them, so I don't know when they're just these little yeah. pe- pebble size, what to do with them. But give them, give them, give them I, We sound so horrible. Like I don't even know what to do with these truffles. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really like them that much, to be quite honest. We'll give them to someone. We'll make, some, we'll make someone happy. We'll give them to Gaji. He'll be happy. Well, the truffle hunter had some news that made me excited, but you guys both were more realistic. Oh, uh, yeah. That the, so he says that next week, the, the mayors or the representatives of the four communes that share responsibility of our road are going to get together at his... Um, his house and have lunch, but I as jaded in as I am, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to happen. And he he told you, oh, probably not. Probably nothing will will come of it. But you know, at least they're together. At least they're talking. Well, hopefully, I'm sure he's doing it at his country house, which is here along our road. So he's one of the few people. He doesn't live along our road via Canaliano, but his horses do. And he is a good horse owner and comes out every day from Piobico, makes the long uh, six kilometer drive, <laughs> and uh, well, I guess from town it's a bit longer but um so i think then at least exactly if you get the representatives to drive down the road they'll be like oh my god i saw a great idea to um highlight the size to give perspective to the size of the holes our holes on the road are deep they're really they've deep. gotten real i know and, and they're not on one it's not like it's they're on one side it's there's they're they span the whole the width of the road, so you can't even pick a lane. You can't even pick a spot, even if it's on the border, even if it's on the shoulder. No, you got to try to thread the needle every um, curve. Of another comune who had as horrible roads like ours planted flowers. They filled all the holes with dirt and planted flowers, in, and it looked beautiful. It was. It just looked kind of weird how huh. the road had all these flowers growing out of it, and it just highlighted. Oh shit, those are deep enough to. That looks like potted plants oh that are my totally submerged. Well, that sounds lovely, but uh, really a lot of work. <laughs> we need a lot of flowers. Oh, my God. We need something. Honestly, it's going to take someone uh, of importance breaking their hunting car. Mm-hmm. Like if you get one of these mayor guys who come down this road and does hunting and they've got their Range Rover or something, it breaks a freaking axle on the on the road. Or 
unfortunately, knock on wood, facciamo le corne, um, someone's going to have to... Don't even say it. Drive. Don't even say it. Don't oh, even seriously, say it. Seriously, one of the bridges accent. is going to have to give out. <gasps> a bridge is going to have to give Don't, out. You can't say those things. Well, th- honestly, that is the only... It- Can you just <laughs> stop moving right along? Oh, my gosh. It's Luna di Pasqua. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, Jesus was resurrected on this day. Um, oh, big news that happened before Easter was a... Oh, this is this, crazy. This... This was all over the news, in all, uh, not only in regionally but nationally. Um, there was a World War II unexploded 250-kilo bomb found on Sassonia Beach in Fano, right where we, we tell everyone to go have lunch. And like, <laughs> we were planning to go there for lunch that next day. Um, they do work on the beach every year, and they were, had a backhoe, a digger, and they just hit something, and it turned out to be a... Uh, British ordinance. And they triggered it. They say they so triggered it. So that was it. Yeah. the best part. Well, not the best part, but so supposedly it was triggered and there was a 144 hour countdown for it to explode. I don't understand why there was the 144 I don't either, hour but countdown. they evacuated the city, like 23,000 people um, that were nearby. They shut they- down the airspace, the whole nine. Um, th- now, this is something that does happen all over Europe. Not every day, but not infrequently either. Yeah, it is not shocking to hear that a German farmer found a bomb. No, they found one in under London City Airport. Or yeah, London just recently. recently. But the, that they triggered this one is what freaked him out. Well, I think and they that hit it with a backhoe. Uh, <laughs> bunk. <laughs> um, so, you know, they have the army and the, the navy and the military out there, and they dug it up, and they... Um, they dragged it out to sea and they exploded it. And you can see that on, on the news as well. But it was quite the talk of the town. And um, I called Gaji the morning we found out and asked him where did he sleep last night because he's in the he – He was in the evacuation he zone. He was in the evacuation zone. He said, I'm not a – what do you say? I'm not a Cornelio. I'm not a, a rabbit. Like a, I'm not a wuss. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like I'm not a uh, – I'm not – I don't follow – I slept in my bed last night. And I thought, oh my gosh, for that old man to go in his sleep in his house in Fano by a World War II bomb, he'd be pretty happy, I think. <laughs> it would just be like absolutely crazy. Um, so that was that was woo, that was big news. That was huge news. Um, and exactly, we thought we were going to go to lunch. They had to shut everything down. Then they didn't do fishing because it disrupted the water for a bit. And and um, they said the cost was one million euros. So who pays for That's that? That's what I want to know. So do they now? Here's a great question: Who pays for that? Is it is there a European Union fund for all this stuff? Because does the Fano can't afford a million bucks? The region probably no. Can't. And supposedly it was an English bomb. Okay, it's an English bomb. Do we charge the Germans? Do we send <laughs> an, uh, Angela Merkel? the bill because even though it's an english bomb the we wouldn't the english wouldn't be bombing italy if the germans didn't come down uh-huh. it's, it's your fault guys i know i, I i'm, I'm kind of curious I hate to point fingers but i am really curious on how this works out and does italy have five years to send the bill just like they do i don't for- know but ever, the whole thing is there's no money there's no money there's no money so no. where do you come up with the is there a rainy day fund with a million with a million euros just sitting in there yeah and how do they come up with a million why is it oh, everything One is a million, million euros, euros. <laughs> anyway it's just a nice round number we're gonna round up oh my goodness um Coming up this week is uh, this month actually. After Pasqua is usually when the events and the 
festivals and the sagre and all that kind of stuff kind of start as the spring comes along. Classically, it is hard to find information online. There's um, I just try to Google Marque or wherever region you're going to infesta. Um, festivals, eventi sagre, which are like feasts, um, to try to get a listing of it's going to be few and far between in a region like Lamarque or even farther well, down south to find. Oh, you can find events from 2007. If yeah, you which go is to not Mar- the current ones. Yeah, if you go to Marque and Fest, I was on there today. Sometimes they've got a real strong 2013 uh, listing. <laughs> but, I was on there. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Oh, 2012. Excellent. Excellent. Yep, April 2012. Yep. Let's leave that up. <laughs> Kind of like my can, my eleven year old can of expired. Oh my gosh, um, that, that was awesome. Um, so what else? Whether well, the festival that we were looking most forward to were unable to go. Oh, so damn guests <laughs> in Bastia Umbra, um, a town located in the um, in the region or the sorry province of Peru near Perugia in Umbria. In Umbria is a the big huge agricultural expo for kind of marque umbria it's huge it's as far as expos go for italy it's, it's around pretty, here it's, it's big. Pretty big and this is where um you get to see the giant tractors with the tires that are you know twice as tall as you and you can um get livestock from all over mm-hmm. italy like we were going to go and get the fancy chickens with the feathers on their feet and the pretty black roosters and all that kind of stuff um they have the they have like the cows and the, the mm-hmm. like the 4-H kind of shows, and it's just a if if it you like cool. if you like country, you like agriculture, and you like the smell of manure. It's the place to go. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And I wanted to go look at the tractors that I'll never buy. <laughs> uh, the little Kubota tractors. And we tractors. wanted to get, like you said, the fancy feet chickens, some but, fun chickens, but we're unable to make it. But that is that's next weekend. That's next weekend, and then the weekend after that, the second weekend in April is the Frog Festival in Fermignano. Yeah, this is uh, Fermignano's big festival of the spring, where they dress up in Renaissance clothing. Um, they have these little wooden carts and you have to put your a little a frog on the cart and race them yeah i still don't understand the connection of the frog races and that was their way to show their independence from the duke of montefeltro we'll you show you legs. we'll show you <laughs> racing frogs the first year we were here we and we went i thought that they hooked the carts to the frogs like little tiny carts and had the frogs pull the carts jason was really disappointed <laughs> I see too many bugs bunny, old bugs bunny. But in episodes. fact, you just put a frog on top of a cart and they drug the frog. They have the veterinarian check the frogs to make sure they're not drugged. So. Or filled with lead. Or filled with lead. What does that mean? So they don't jump lead? off. <laughs> Heavy feet. Heavy I don't know. Feet. Filled it's- with lead. So if your frog jumps off your cart as you're pushing it, um, you have to pick up your frog and put him back on. It's a, it is a spectacular sight to see. It's pretty funny. But um, th- that's the, kind of the kickoff of the spring festivals. Easter, the agro market, and then the frog festival. Festa della Rana. What else do we have going on? Uh, let's, let's see. Kitchen. Oh, we had a bunch of people. bunch of people, too. Um, wanted to know what, what was our solution in the kitchen for LED. Oh, I know you've... 
I know that you have had a lot of sleepless nights worrying about <laughs> thinking about what our solution was. We should have left this as a cliffhanger. I know. We're going to put you at ease. You can get a good night's sleep tonight knowing how the kitchen and lighting situation was resolved. Well, it was resolved by a lot of purchases on Amazon of testers. Luckily, we didn't go too crazy, but we had no, we ended we, up testing like three, three or four different, f- three different lights, lights yeah. and Kelvins and all of that. We went with squares. That were like 75 centimeter squares. Holy shit. You are awesome with... No, 75 was the length of... The width of the, the Travis in total. So these were like... 28, yeah, 32 sorry, sorry. square. That was close. Yeah. Um, LEDs at... Um, not twenty seven fifty. We went with three thousand. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven fifty Kelvin just seemed a little too. It was a little too um, warm because we really need it to be a workspace. It's got to be a workspace. But now um, we put ten of those in staggered, not for um, symmetry, but for to cover the shadows. So. It, there are no shadows in my kitchen anymore. Before, the lighting was terrible. If you stood over the light, you couldn't see your hands because you were blocking your own light. Now, it's bright, and it's a work, like it's a great space to The work other in. thing that was really cool about these lights is they're called 180 lights, where the light shines up over the sides. So It has 180 degrees yeah. of – it doesn't go straight down. It, ha- it comes out. Almost which 180 degrees. Really um, accentuates, if you will, the Travis, which is great. And I realized standing back the first time with all the lights on, going, "Oh my god, we have been living in a vignette in this kitchen where all the sides and edges were darkened by and the, the lights were not flush with the ceiling. Exactly. So it makes the kitchen feel taller, bigger. It's ugh, it's coming together. Well, no, it's done. I no, know it's, it's coming together. It's done. So, so, uh, really great. They weren't expensive. I think they were like 300, 30 euros a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, put them up, my, wired them myself with the pretty, um, the pretty woven, woven um, fa- um, fabric covered wire that's from, and you only of- shocked yourself once that I know of. Yeah, I for I yeah I forgot to shut that the was, power. That, that was, was after that was after lunch. I forgot to shut the power back off. Mm-hmm. And no, that was before lunch, and it was like I think it's break time. That's what it was. Like. Um, I went to cut. I went to cut. I measured out the wire I had. I went to cut it with the with the side cutters, and it went boom. The, the thing the thing um, popped. It popped. I was like, oh shit, that was live. Mm-hmm. Those that was live wire. Um, and something very smart that you did. That I think you would recommend or I would recommend too is we bought a few extra lights in case they go out. Because we've learned from living out here and you might not always be able to find it again. Yeah. Um, so I bought – I only needed 10. I bought 12 just because I know one day one of them is going to – we live in a in the real world and it, I can't – what if they what if they don't carry those anymore? What if I can't find them? Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to have – Redo the whole thing. Or just have one look dumb. So Mm -hmm. whatever. We'll use it somewhere. I thought it was a good idea. Nice little tip. To to spend more money than you need to just because you think – because you're not trusting in the Chinese (laughs) LED lights. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone might say that if you just bought the name brand ones, you would just need they would they would actually last how long they're supposed to last, so you wouldn't have to buy two extra. Oh, I thought we got decent ones. No, we got oh. super Chinese. Oh, super. I didn't realize, but we liked them. That was the bummer. Um, the Philips or the uh, or some or some or our some. They didn't make ones that we liked. They didn't. You didn't like the. Um, they were too. Blue. Blue. They were yep. too That's right. office-like. Didn't like it. No good. 
Um, something else coming up this uh, this spring is we have two spots left in our Made in La Marque um, package, which is the 15th to the 20th of May. And this is one that's really nice where we really just celebrate all things from La Marque, whether it's um, going on a wine tour with Marco, which we are going to do a podcast with him coming up again soon. Um, we do our Feel Like a Local Friday for the meat and cheese with Fusciani, the Porchetta, uh, Grappa, and craft beer at Colesi, and then the big lunch at the Hunter's Hideaway, and three totally different cooking classes on the food of the area, from the pasta to the sea to a little bit of everything in between. So you get the cheese, you get the meat, you get the wine, that you get the meat. You get the uh, meat like three times. Oh, and the cooking classes. <laughs> Check it out. Made in La Marque for a lovely spring holiday out here, um, the fifteenth to the twentieth. All right, um, we're going to keep it short and sweet this one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do another chapter of the. No, book. we don't have time. Today. Oh, okay. All right, never mind. We'll save that off for the next podcast. No, because I gotta, I gotta mix this thing and get it up. And if you, that means if you have to read it, that means I won't get to mix it till later tonight, and I'll never do it. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you guys so much for yeah, listening. I, sorry, I just kiboshed you. Wow. Getting another chapter. No one wants. Wow. I, everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. That'd be great. No, you, sorry, work to do. <laughs> All right, you want to wrap it up? No. He's lost interest, I could tell at the very end. All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. And you can find us at Latavola Marque, L A T A V O L A M A R C H E, latavolamarque.com. Info at latavolamarque.com. Shoot us your emails, questions, comments, things you'd like to hear on the podcast. We're open to suggestions. And, uh,. Tell Fred. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. All, oh, if you want to see some great pictures from years past and of the Crusha de Pasqua, head over to the Facebook page, La Tavola Marque. I posted a bunch yesterday on Easter. Buona Pasqueta. Thank you so much. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.